0: Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 chat. It's 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Oilers Now. We're guests on the show gift certificates from our friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, every Wednesday night, date night at Roos Chris we're two can dine for 120 dollars go down and see Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris tell them orders now sent you all right we're gonna read a text here here we go D says Bob you say no shortcuts when it comes to drafting and development it's been a blanking decade stop selling the product and call it like you did when you're at the other station thanks that one comes to us from D well D Sorry, man, disagree with you. I think we've seen the shortcuts are when you bring in free agents. And free agents tend to come in at an older age. And what better illustration of being patient and building through the draft and development model than what the Winnipeg Jets did this year, who had a year ago at this time, nobody would have had in the Stanley Cup final. Coming off, watching, uh, perhaps a surprising end result to a series, uh, Craig Simpson from NHL uh, Hockey and Rogers and Hockey in Canada joins us right now. He worked the uh, Winnipeg-Vegas series. Craig, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, you and me have had lots of conversations over the years. I, as you know, I've always been the... I have been a guy that believes in drafting and uh, development. Uh, we've yeah. taught, uh, and, and part of the challenge for me on this when it comes to free agency is you're getting older players that come from other organizations. Uh, Edmonton is a unique market to play in. And, uh, and it hasn't had a lot of winning. And players like to win. And when you win, it makes everything around you better. Uh, especially for maybe the, the, the other people in your life that are important to you when you come in to said, Mark, I, I just believe when it, you know, over and over, it doesn't matter what the sport is, you got to draft and develop your own players. And then you add at critical junctures to beef your team up potentially for stretch runs. And who better of an example in that than the Winnipeg Jets?
1: Yeah, I think that when you think of uh, free agents, often you end up with, I would say, uh, you know, without disrespecting, but I think everybody understands. There's grade A free agents. There's grade, um, you know, two uh, grade B, uh, two B and three B. You know, I think the the reality is in a lot of these situations, and the fact that you have. Uh, a double whammy of uh, an organization that hasn't been able to win uh, in an environment where we do live let's face it it gets to minus 30 30 35 for a month or two and uh, for a lot of people that's not high on their list so the reality is you're dealing with the great the grade a uh, guys are typically going to Either a winning organization in the past, a sunny destination, a good tax. I mean, that is part of the reality of, of what free agent frenzy is all about. So typically in these kind of markets, you end up with a, you know, grade B or C kind of guy and you end up having to pay him too much. And that's where a lot of times things fall through. So, you know, Winnipeg's a good example. They, they got aggressive feeling <laughs> that they were in a good spot this year and they went after Stastny to really fit a hole that they felt they needed, and that would complete their lineup. And for the most part, they got you know as far a couple of games from getting to the Stanley Cup final. So, uh, but the majority of their uh, uh, their team and their growth has been the younger players developing into really good players and complementing each other. And I, I think that that is around the league where most teams are trying to accomplish. There are a few exceptions that you can always bring in some guys and, you know, fit them in with some of your star players, and, and I think that's ultimately where Edmonton's going to want to get to, is they're going to be very much like the Pittsburgh model, where salary cap-wise, you got a few high-end guys, yeah. That means you have to find some inexperienced guys that maybe have been good in the American League, or have been good... Uh, you know, in in the college ranks, and fit them in, and hope that they click with uh, with the star players that you have them around. All
0: right, so let's let's cut to the like. First of all, when you talk about the absolute best, those guys never get to free agency. Almost never, right? Because the organizations find a way to keep those guys internal.
1: And yeah. even Stamkos is the example of yep. I you know he wanted to end up being in Tampa, and for various reasons, some of those the winnings, some of those the. Uh, the weather, the situation, and the taxes. Let, let's face it, the, the, that's uh, that's a factor there. So you're right, most of the the grade A top guys are getting signed by the team.
0: And, and you know what? I mean, I grew up a Montreal Canadiens fan before the Oilers were in the NHL, Craig, and in the 70s people wish they could play in the Canadians organization though maybe opportunities were limited because of the depth of the teams but tax now has been oh my is gosh. right it's yeah. and, and it is as tough as it might be in Alberta Relative to Quebec, it's it, it's a difficult situation for Mark Bergerman and the uh, Canadians' organization to, to deal with because the taxes there are quite prohibitive compared to a market like Florida. Uh, so, the orders stepped up in back-to-back years. I went and got Andre Sekera and... Um, Milan Lucic. I wasn't as big on the Sekra signing as I was on the Lucic signing, so I'm going to be was the opposite. Yeah, and I'm going to be completely up front and admit that I felt like I I kind of got where they were going, but the thing is the game moved in the other direction and I did not see the precipitous drop off that we saw with Milan. You know, he had one goal in his final 48 games this yeah. year. He has to get his uh, he has to get order in his life in order to succeed on the ice, and that's that's part of the challenge when you're coming in as an older guy is Edmonton is an intense market. You came in when it was maybe the best organization in the league to go to, Craig. Right yeah. when you came in from Pittsburgh, right? It's it's a lot different time now just because, geez, I hate to go Spirit of the West here, but it's, it's almost far too Canadian for some players out there and for players, families, and that sort of thing as well. It, there's a lot that uh, can be challenging about playing in a Canadian market.
1: Yeah, and I would say, though, the SECRA uh, contract is one that you're probably more likely to look at uh, going forward. I, I was more favorable on that deal than I was the Lucic one, and mainly because he was the prime example of a B or a C guy that you're going to have to spend a little more on, yeah. but you don't, you don't have in your organization, and, and you need some depth. I mean, ideally, that kind of player you'd love to get on an entry level as a college guy coming out, but you usually don't, you know, they don't all turn out to be Charlie McAvoy or <laughs> right. somebody who can jump in and play that, but you do need a guy that is in a relatively, uh, you know, not inexpensive, but a, a reasonable contract that has some experience, that has some jam, that has some potential upside, and I, I think that's where you end up being when you're when you're in the top-heavy uh, teams, which so many of them are now with big contracts at the top, you have to find some of those gems. And, you know, the the uniqueness of what Vegas has is basically they got all those middle-of-the-road guys now yep. um, that were on reasonable contracts. They ate big contracts like the Nathan Horton and the... Uh, Clarkson. Like Clarkson, yeah. So that they got to their cap number easily, Uh, But they also had guys who are in that, you know, 25 to 27 range, which are understanding and learning how to be really good pros, probably at the prime of their careers, and now getting the opportunity. Now, that's going to be a unique thing because of what happened there with the expansion draft. But those are some of those players that you have to find a way to mine some gold. And, and, you know, I think that's going to be the challenge where – you know, even look at some of the, we've talked about Boston before, of getting some of the college free agents, getting guys to come, because some of them played at, you know, either BU or BC, and so why wouldn't you want to go and play in Boston? Well, the challenge to get those kind of guys here is a little bit greater, and that's where you hope the emergence of, you know, McDavid or Dry and you have an opportunity to say, I'm a good free agent. I'm a 23-year-old guy. And I want to say, I want to hit the lights out here in my first few years. Do I have an opportunity to go in and play with Connor McDavid, or do I have an opportunity to play on the second line with Leon Dreisaitl? You know, that's where you hope you can entice some of those guys that otherwise wouldn't come here uh, to come here at a a reasonable entry-level deal.
0: Well, and I've not brought this player up, but there was a player signed by Chicago yesterday, or maybe it was two days ago, and I just went wow, because he got the full rookie bonus, and that's Dominic Cahoon, who was in the OHL, Craig. He was a limited offensive player, but he has grown tremendously in Germany, and was one of the best players at the Olympics, and the Chicago Blackhawks Brendan, can you go to uh, Cap Friendly and look up the Cahoon contract? Like, if I'm not mistaken, he got the f- like 925 base, but he got the right. full bonus. And I was like, so, so, so there's there there's a guy where I mean, you'd be naive to believe that Drysaitel didn't at some point say to somebody in the letters, "Hey, I think this guy might be able to help us." And right. Chicago stepped up, and they've got their own cap situation. And they gave a guy, you know, a a heavy bonus, uh, you know, all all the A and B bonuses that a guy can get in that situation. To So my
1: my guess on that is Chicago's playing that role now too. They're on the dipping end of, you know, what was an amazing three cups and six years run. Everybody knows that they're hamstrung uh, contract-wise because of their top end. So, again, those are the little uh, gambles that you have. You might have a salary... Cap bonus or um, bonus cushion issue at the end of the next year, but you got another guy that fits in basically, um, you know, in your in your system that you hope will become a star over that time playing. Whether it's playing with Kane or, you know, you're they're back into that mode of trying to entice guys that there isn't a natural fit. Saying, "Oh yeah, this team's going to be great because they're just on the growth. Their growth guys all want cups and have." Translated that into huge contracts. Now it becomes a much more difficult task to put your team together that way.
0: Uh, yeah, we're joined right now by Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you in order Zone. Do you have a number there for the Cahoon deal? Yeah, uh, the bonus is two point eight five zero. So yeah, he got, got the, full, the full full he got the full bonus. That's uh that's crazy, uh, Craig. So I mean, here here's the thing. Like people are like, oh, you know, we've we've had to be patient. I get the frustration out there of the, the fans. I don't think there's a, like the orders by my count are at about seventy five million dollars if you include the rookie bonus for Harvey, uh a, a qualifier on Strom, uh, bridge deals for Nurse, uh, Benning, and Kajula, I got them at about seventy five million dollars. They don't have a lot of cap space. To uh, to to make a lot of ad- uh, significant additions, but maybe that's not a bad thing, because I think what we've seen with Vegas is some of the subtler players I picked up were the guys that really helped drive things during the course of that series uh, with Vegas. I mean, and, and well, you, got, you got to get the right guys.
1: I've i said it all year, and I from the games I've watched throughout the season to doing the three rounds of the playoffs that I have, uh, if if nothing else, that has maybe change the mindset of general managers and putting your teams together is, you know, and part of that is a conversation with your coach uh, who has to feel comfortable that he's not going to lose his job and the GM has to feel comfortable that he's not going to lose his job. I, I've often felt you've got to trust the young guys to, to, to play and to make a little mistake. I, I was talking about it earlier today going, you know, one thing about Gerard Gallant, in his philosophy just as a person and as a coach is, you know, as an ex-player and uh, having coached some younger players in his teams that he's had, you you realize guys are going to make mistakes, so you have to empower them that, you know, those are going to happen. Did you learn from it? Can you go back out there and erase it and get going again? And he's done that in spades, part of necessity. I mean, he was the perfect personality for an expansion team like that that had pretty competent players and you know good speed they play with pace everybody works you know a hundred percent they have a really good collective team work ethic and he's allowed those younger guys to make those mistakes and go back where where i get really frustrated watching some veteran teams is that you know and i've said it a million times when i was both coaching with the oilers and then coaching my sons in in adam and peewee when parents and coaches were freaking out about plays that young defensemen were making, I said, listen, Chris Pronger made that mistake three times last game. You know, it happens. And the reality is for these young guys, <laughs> when you go in and make that mistake and get pined on the bench and get, you know, not a chance to go out there again, trust me, you're watching guys who are playing 25 minutes make those mistakes all the time. Three, four, how many times does P.K. Subban? make a bad play and a turnover or a bad pinch and but he's playing 27 a game so your young guy just gets completely lost in the fact that not only does he know that he's not playing because of mistake he's watching the veteran guys make very much a similar mistake but it's like carte blanche there so well, i think vegas is a great example of that that you know, you go out and play, and you go out and you make that, you get back, and I think you grow as a team. It's a it's a challenging thing for a lot of coaches wherever they are in the system of their teams, but I think I've, I've watched so many instances this year where younger players that probably weren't expected to play as big a role have been given that role and, and really run with it.
0: Yeah, it also, Craig, speaks, I mean, when you think – Okay, so they got to pick a player from 30 different NHL teams. There wasn't another team that came in from expansion with them. Teams were only allowed to protect one goaltender. Uh, you Teams basically had to make a choice between protecting four defensemen or protecting...
1: Well, the cap gave them great opportunity.
0: And the cap gave them opportunity. Yeah. And, they, and they did their homework and they had a GM with no ego who had been kicked to, to the curb and a head coach left at the curb. And so yeah. they're all in the same thing together. And then they had the tragedy on top of it and they built some the guy they, I mean I talked to a couple of the different players from Vegas they're like positive energy from day one from day one positive energy around our team not looking to make something that isn't there but from day one keeping it upbeat and positive and making it fun high tempo in practice too yeah. and and I mean you watched you watched it Craig you talked about that coming over from Pittsburgh to Edmonton about the practice yeah. space, and I think that that parlays, and I know this from when I used to do the U of A, right? Nobody practiced at that level the way the U of A did, yeah. and so no teams could stay with them in a best-of-three series because they just skate away. I know they had a lot of the best players at that level, but uh, when the program was at its top notch, which was under the years of Rob Dom and under the years of Ian Herbers, it was on a different level because of the practice pace and you... Extrapolate that. I mean, that's what Gallant's got going on as well. Yeah, and
1: they're 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 a handful. I I really felt that Winnipeg had the ingredients to win a Stanley Cup, and I, I was, you know, there's a number of factors that go in. The the each series always surprises you a little bit with a different type of play. I mean, you get used to if you play a seven game series, you've basically played against the same. Uh, winger, you know, head-to-head almost 80% of the time, the same defense pairing, you know, that's the way the game typically is if you're a top player on those teams. So you you get into a rhythm of how you have to battle. Is it a physical? Is it a mental one? Do I have to be quick or do I have to be solid uh, and be more physical? And then all of a sudden you get a new opponent and it is a real transformation. And sometimes it takes a game or two to to either figure it out or to realize, man, we're we're struggling against this this style. And I, I thought, you know, even after Game One, Winnipeg, I still felt could beat that team and should uh, had had the necessary ingredients. But I just felt that, you know, Vegas, first time that they started on the road, they gave up the game's first shot. You know, they got back on their heels. They didn't play their game from game two on, they just became what they've been all year. And, and that's just speed, speed, forced turnovers, don't give you any time to make plays. And, you know, at the end of the day, the their goaltender made fewer mistakes than yes. uh, Hellebuck. And, uh, you know, there's there's your win. All of a sudden, four games later, you can't believe you're out of a series and you're done. But that's that's the reality of what happens. And, I think that's what's been really impressive about Vegas in the way that they played. And I don't see any reason, whether it's Washington or Tampa, uh, you know, it's hard to really (laughs) compute, but I don't see any reason why they can't win. And I I don't really see a ton of weaknesses in their game. And they've had younger guys and, you know, even their defensive pairings of uh, Schultz, uh, Nate Schmidt and uh, McNabb. And. You no, know, Theodore and England have have held up really. It's well.
0: unbelievable for me with Derek England. Unbelievable, like he, you know, he was when he, people ripped the Flames for signing the guy to a three-year deal. Oh, totally, you but know, and he's playing twenty-two.
1: He's 22- down the niche too, and he's got pre- he's got speed to protect him, and he's in. You know, he's playing at a higher pace than he's ever played in his career because
0: of practice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a it's a great story, and it'll be a. Who do they play, Craig? Uh, Who do they play? Uh, Who's going to win tonight? You know, I, I I would say it should be Tampa. They they should be able to win on home ice. But uh, I agree with you that Washington played a heck of a game to stay alive. Um, you know, I I went down in the uh, the Winnipeg Nashville. I thought everything lined up for Nashville to be able to win that one too, and the Jets played a heck of a game. So. I picked the Jets in that one. I think I'm going to pick uh, Washington to find a way to win this one.
0: All right. Well, Brendan's smiling.
1: Craig, thanks <laughs> okay. th- Thanks
0: for your time. We'll talk next week. Okay, Bob. Take care. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, that's Craig Simpson, 1255 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. showroom on St. Albert Trail fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca that's ProAmSports.ca This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Hey if you want to do something that's great for the kids take the kids to Disneyland it's the happiest place on earth fabulous fun great food warm weather Book now with New West Travel your Disneyland California package includes non-stop airfare four-star hotel for seven nights five-day attractions pass for reservations to Disneyland call the travel experts at Newest Travel 780-432-7446 or book online at newestravel.com they get the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride Brendan it's been out for about a year and a half that sounds fun yeah I think how many concussions have you had (laughs) a few yeah yeah, you I might, think. Anyways, you I might know. not feel too good after really, that. Really? Eh? Yeah, I like I like cars and the splash Great. Though. They've added more water to Splash Mountain, so it really is like Splash Mountain. <laughs> okay, that makes at least sense. it was in May. Like I went in June last year, and I'm hoping next year when we go, that it'll be in like late June. Like around June the 5th, in between June 15th and June 22nd, something like that. Because that would mean that the orders are playing pretty late, and that's my hope here. Uh, Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. I will get to some of your texts on the Westlock 4 text line. Uh, Al May, one of your favorites, coming up at 105 in orders now.